0: Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine and as always, I thank and praise God for being here with all of you on this episode number 257 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we have a Special milestone to celebrate today and we are going to get into that momentarily. So please take this time to get your Bibles, a notebook, something to write with and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with a special birthday celebration. I want to tell you all about it and that's what's coming up next.
1: family. Welcome.
0: Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from com here with another podcast on the go. So this is a special podcast, not necessarily in terms of a milestone number, but the content and the reason why we're here today as indicated in our introduction. So Birthdays are a big deal as far as I'm concerned and for many others as well. Now, I know people can either love them or not so much. You know, when we're younger, we love them because we're moving towards being more independent as we get older sometimes and things aren't as as new <laughs> in how we act and our bodies as they used to be. Sometimes they can be a bit of a, a dread and it also reminds us of our mortality. This is true. I'm just glad to be here another year. And I praise God. I'm just always very grateful uh, to be able to, to see another birthday. Now, my actual birthday is in April. But this birthday is one to celebrate because it is the spiritual birthday of this BCU girl of Blend. Uh, and on August 23rd, Lord, I thank you, this marks... 30 years of me being a born-again Christian, and what that means in plain language is that I received the Holy Ghost 30 years ago, so three decades of Jesus being down on the inside BCU fam, and that is something to tell the world and to be excited about, so I thought what I would do, because I haven't done it in the entire time I've been on, is tell my testimony about my, Lord, I thank you, about my, how the Lord led me to him. And I'm so grateful for it. I am. So you may hear a little emotion. You may hear me quiet down just a little as I'm gathering my thoughts together. Nonetheless, this is all great and it's all God. Now, the Lord chooses all of us. He chooses us all. The scriptures remind us that it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God chooses us all. It's a matter of, are we going to yield to him? He does choose us, and then we get to make the choice because he gives us free will to either go with Christ or not. That's, that's all there is to it. He loves us so much, he's going to allow us to make our own choice. So he presents us with him, and then we get to choose. And I want to thank God. And the scriptures say, you haven't chosen me, I've chosen you. And that means he does. He gives us all that choice. And then we uh, can't either accept him or reject him. So I thank God for the accepting and for him being down on the inside for so, so long. Such a blessing. (sighs) All right. So how did I get here? You know, how did I get to know Jesus the way that I did? Let's talk about it. So some of you all have heard bits and pieces of these of my story uh, down through the years of podcasting, and those that know me personally are going to know some of these details as well. But I have two amazing parents who are still in the land of the living as of this recording, and I praise God for that. And uh, they were both saved, still are saved, and raised my brothers and I in the love and admonition of the Lord. Now, I was raised apostolic. And Pentecostal by experience, and what that means is, is that we we go by the apostolic doctrine. Uh, the entire Bible, of course, is what we believe in, and uh, what we know <laughs> to be true is that Acts chapter two—that's where the church started uh, in that biblical time—and we go by the the doctrine that Jesus left with the apostles and. If you want to read about that, you want to go to Acts, Chapter one and two, and that's going to let you know where we're heading so. Uh, with that, that's how I was brought up. So this is all that I knew as a youngster, uh, my brothers and I, it's all that we knew. And it was a, it was a beautiful life, especially looking back over it uh, as a child. Sometimes you don't appreciate the fact that you were raised uh, the way that you were. And there were times where I wasn't always liking it. And I'll talk about that, but I do thank God for it. Now, the way we grew up is that uh, everybody (laughs) went to church on Sunday. Everybody did. Uh, We went to Sunday school, my brothers and I. And I, I don't remember my mom going to Sunday school with us necessarily. I believe that they dropped us off, and then they came to church later. I don't don't remember that, and um, I did enjoy Sunday school. I can still remember BCU fam. I can remember being five. I know. I can remember being five. I remember my teacher, uh, the late minister, Robert Owen, and I remember the little cards that uh, he would have, and he would talk to us about uh, the Lord. I don't remember all of the the what he would say, but I just remember him and sitting there and just taking it in. And then uh, that was the beginners class, so I remember that. And then I remember the primary class, and that was uh, Elder Arstein McCullen, who is still with us. God bless him as well. And I, I'm calling these names out because there are things that I remember along the way. And he was Minister at McClellan at the time, but what he would do. And, VCU fam, it drove me bananas. What he would do is at the end of each lesson, he would have us to, I believe, stand up and tell what we've learned. And if I'm remembering correctly, you couldn't piggyback off of what someone else said. You had to have the, your own thing that you learned. So what that forced us to do, <laughs> and he would not let you get by unless you did it. It forced us to listen so that and then listen to one another so that we didn't do the repeating. And he was he was gentle, but he was adamant that we had to do that. And I'm gonna tell you all something. I did not like that. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) I didn't. But I thank God for it and that because I use those techniques sometimes in the classes that I teach now. So we thank God for him. So there is that. I told him that one time, and I'm hopeful that he's listening so that he can I uh, hear that the Lord really used him at that time in my young life. And I believe after that was a junior class, and there was my, my good friend uh, who was with us still, Deacon Wheeler Moyer. And we thank God for Deacon Moyer. And he had a similar way of teaching, like uh, Elder McClellan, and when it was time for the lesson to end, he would tell us, close your books close your books, close your books, close your books. <laughs> and he would uh, just throw questions out and we would answer those questions. So that would help us to retain that knowledge. And we wanted to answer those questions. We were older and wanted to you know, outdo one of the other children. So we wanted to answer those questions. So there was that. And then Elder Charles Jackson uh, was uh, one of my teachers as well. And we were in the teenage stage. So Uh, Between him and uh, now Bishop Samuel Smith, uh, I learned uh, even more, Uh, and that's where I, I just did a podcast, Fam, on Psalm 1, so that was uh, Elder Smith, or Bishop Smith now, rather, excuse me, that taught us that, so it was just those, I, I can remember all of those little things along the way, and although, again, I was a youngster and still just, I wasn't saved, I was just, you know, attending church because I that was a requirement, I can still remember all of that, and it was an excellent foundation. Uh, the book of Proverbs reminds us that we're, that we're to be trained up in the way that the Lord would have us to go. And when we are old, we won't depart from it, train up a child in the way you should go. And that training, as, as much as possible, should have um, Jesus as the, the format, Jesus as the outline, Jesus as the staple as much as possible. And I know that not everyone has done that or knows to do that. I, I realize that. We definitely, as much as possible, want to give our children the foundation of Jesus, the outline of Jesus, and that way we know what to do. And I'll tell you, it was important to me as I got older. So with all of this wonderful teaching and going to church and knowing the protocol and how to live, I did want to be saved. I knew that because I knew that the alternative uh, to go to the lake of fire, that's not where I wanted to go at all. So I can remember making, quote unquote, a deal with God, that I wanted to make sure that I got saved when I was older. I want to say about 25, I think I said 25, but I didn't want to do it in my early teens or early adulthood. I remember that because there were some things that I wanted to do, (laughs) some things I wanted to try, and I wanted to do that and get that out of my system. So then I could go ahead and be saved. That was what my, my head said to the Lord. Oh my goodness, God is just so good. Now, along the way, along the way, I did repent and I did get baptized. And um, I'll tell you all why. Now, the church that I grew up in had a baptismal pool, right? You know, in the sanctuary, kind of on, off to the side. And the scripture... Was there for acts 238 as far as baptism is concerned and i used to see that every time i came to church so much so that um it was memorized and i can remember one of the one of the sisters asking me what it said i was i was really young and she asked me what it said and i read it out and you know read it says and re, and peter said unto them repent and be baptized uh, for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost and i, I remember just reading that um, and she was like, oh, very good. <laughs> so we, I knew that that was what we had to do. And I'm not sure, BCU fam, how uh, some of the young people got on the subject. We probably were around 12, and um, we got baptized like one in a row almost every Sunday. So um, I can remember uh, one of the young men uh, getting baptized, uh, one of my friends, and then I believe I went. So we all decided that we did want to be baptized. It's not that we didn't want to be saved. Uh, we were we were inching toward there. So I, I can remember that very clearly. Um, I was probably about 12 years old at that time, and I was, was excited about it. I didn't follow through, though, with the Holy Ghost. So I did repent. My mom asked me, did I repent? And I told her that I planned to repent on Saturday. (laughs) In my young little mind, I planned to repent. I knew I had to, and I wanted to wait and repent just before I went into the water. Again, young mind. My mom didn't say anything, didn't correct me, just let me do it the way that I believed God was leading me. You know, at that time, although I didn't know the Lord, so I did get baptized. Just didn't follow through with getting the Holy Ghost at that particular time. A couple times, I believe, I did tarry for it. Uh, And Terry just means that you call on the name of Jesus until you are filled. And uh, again, we'll talk about that coming up. So I went on about my life, and now here I am, a teenager slash young adult. And I am seeing the world in a completely, I don't want to say a completely different way, but I am trying to navigate the world. Uh, I knew what the Word of God said I also had a desire, quite honestly, to do things that I was taught against. And I did just that. I did, BCU Film, And, you know, I I thank God for not having a desire to go uh, way out. Some have, and, and that's okay. Uh, that wasn't necessarily my story. So, you know, I enjoyed, or at least I thought I did, <laughs> you know, going out to uh, different. Uh, nightclubs and, you know, trying different types of drinks and things like that. I enjoyed that. And, you know, subsequently ended up uh, just in a relationship and at some point having my daughter. So all of that happened, you know, within the space of probably about three or four years after I uh, ended up, you know, leaving home. And um, just to kind of fast forward through that through that, that period, for the sake of time. Um, now I am a single parent. And living on my own, that's not something that I had planned for or anticipated. Now I will say that, you know, my daughter and who's grown now and has her own children. Uh, it was, it was wonderful. She was a just a sweet, loving little thing. And uh, that was my buddy. And we did all kinds of things together and shopped and carried on and whatnot. And I remember rollerblading with her and doing all kinds of things, you know, just to make sure that she was taken care of as much as possible with God's help. Now, what I will say is, is that, um, I, I had a desire to, you know, be married and have other children and I wanted to get that part of things together before I got saved because I can feel the Lord tugging at me to give my life to him. I could feel it. And I said, okay, Lord, just just this one more thing. Because remember, I had this deal with God. Okay, I'd already done what I wanted to do. Um, I was hopeful to be married and have my children. It didn't quite work in that order. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm like, okay, Lord, I you know, getting married, that was the thing on my list. That was the thing. You know, I already am... am you know, have the family right now. And I know I kind of went outside of what you told me to do, but I really just want to get married and then I'll get saved and then I'll get saved. And that was, that was my deal, you know, with God. So here I am, you know, deal with God. Now, uh, as I am trying to, to close the deal with God, so to speak, because, you know, I had moved on and the Lord had uh, brought someone else into my life, uh, for, his purposes, of course. Uh, what ended up happening was is that I, I was about to get married. I was planning on getting married, and did not work. It didn't work out. And I'll tell you what happened. As I was in the planning stages of, of everything, um, it, nothing seemed to go right. BCU fam, I had started going back to church because I had been out of church for a while, and I just started at coming back as a visitor and enjoyed it. And what I saw when I was there is that the young people, some of the young people that I had grown up with had been filled with the Holy Ghost and they were enjoying service. Like you could see the joy and, you know, they had their tamarines and the music and, you know, it was very different from when we were children going. Uh, you could see that they were just enjoying Jesus, and the difference was is that they had the Holy Ghost, and they they got up, and they testified, and they sang, and they're into the Word, and they're listening, and and they're clapping, and they're... Uh, They're uh, speaking back to the pastor, meaning, uh, you know, if the pastor would say something that agreed with them, oh, yes, you know, amen. And and I'm like, wow, you know, this is what the adults did when we were kids, you know, but it's different because these are my peers. These are the folks that are my age we're the ones that used to sit in the back and kind of just kind of nod through and pass notes and eat now and laters and now they're into what's happening here it's like oh it was just completely different for me and i started to see that bcu fam i started to see that and i started to want that and i remember saying you know i want that you know i want to be like them and one of my friends said you know hey blend you know you you gotta get saved you know you gotta get the holy ghost there's nothing like it and you know she was just encouraging me you know she would come up sometimes to my house and talk to me and encourage me to do so and um i'm like you know yeah i should yeah i should so my my apprehension was is that i i was trying to get married first so going back to this um the lord uses this young person uh and brought them into my life again for a reason and, uh, they, as I was doing the planning for the wedding and we we're trying to get everything together, uh, we ended up, uh, breaking things off. And I can remember, you know, just as we were planning, nothing would go right in, we weren't agreeing on anything. And it just, it was just this huge mess. And I remember just being so confused. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on here? I really want to, I, I do want to be saved, but you know, I, I need to do this part first, you know? And the Lord was not the Lord. <laughs> I tell you, God is just so good. And I'm like, I just, just Lord, it's just another, you know, few months. And, and then I'm, I'm going to come to you. And I remember saying that. And I remember being in a place where I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, what's happening? Like I really want to, you know, we're in love and we want to get this taken care of, and the Laura was just like, uh, "No, we're gonna change things up." Although I didn't know it at the time, so we ended up breaking things off, and uh, it hurt me deeply. BCU fam, I will, I will tell you at the time I was hurt, um, and because of how hurt I was, I said, "You know, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do things a little bit differently here." And I need to give my life to Christ because I am tired of making choices and getting my heart broken. I'm done with this. You know, I'm done with the clubs. I'm done with, you know, hanging out. I, I just, I, I'm i done with the, with the people and all of these kinds of things. And you know what? I, I'm going to have to give Jesus a try and see if this makes a difference in my life because uh, and nothing else is working. And... You know, I had a great job, I had great co-workers, you know, I had a wonderful place to live uh, at the time, and I, I just, I, I just was so tired, BCU fam, I was tired, I was a young person, but I was just, just battle-worn and tired, and I said, I, I'm i gonna get the Holy Ghost, this is it, I'm just giving my life to Jesus, this is it, and uh, I made a determination that the next time that I came to service, uh, I believe it was probably a day or two um, after I had made my declaration that I was determined to get filled. So as uh, the pastor at the time was preaching, I knew the order of service and I knew after the preached word was going to be altar call. And I I hesitate a little bit (laughs) and then got on up and I told, I told the pastor what it was that I wanted. I wanted to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I had already um, repented and been baptized. And, you know, at the time, I was talking to the Lord about everything that I had done since that time. Uh, baptism doesn't change. You don't have to be re-baptized. And I thank God for it. Uh, you don't have to. You can, but it's not a requirement. And um, I had already talked to the Lord about everything. And I, I was just determined. And I I just... What happens is, is that um, once the the man of God prays for you, then you're to just call on the name of Jesus. And you just, "Jesus, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is everything that we need, Jesus. He is a heart fixer, Jesus. He's a mind regulator, Jesus. And as the tears are flowing, and as I'm calling on Jesus, I remember this one sister, um, um, Sister Mary Berry, And she just said, picture Jesus with his arms outstretched. She was she was there with me. She said, with his arms outstretched for you. And, you know, we don't know what God looks like. I know people debate all that all the time. And it it doesn't really matter what he looks like. But I I just, I could see in my mind as as I'm just crying out to the Lord and, and tears are flowing, I could just see Jesus with his arms out just saying, come on. Come on, come on, daughter. Because we have to go to him. And as she was saying that, and I thank God for her as well. My friend Trudy was was with me on the other side of me, and and as I'm thinking about that and um, going toward Jesus, of course you know other thoughts are trying to infiltrate about well what if and if you do this now, how's your life going to change and you're not going to be able to do and of course. Um, The enemy doesn't want anything for, with with people to, he doesn't want us to give our lives to Christ. He does not want us to to turn from our wicked ways. And that's his job to try to distract. And I had to fight through those distractions. And just, just, and that's why it's important when you are tarrying for the Holy Ghost, that you are as distraction-free as possible, and just recognize that that's going to happen, and you've gotta press your way, and that that's what the older saints used to say, just press your way, keep going, keep going, don't give up, don't give up, And and all the Lord wants when we tarry, it doesn't take a long time to be filled, he just wants a heart that wants him more than anything else, and as I'm going and going, I'm getting close, I'm getting close and I'm just Jesus, Jesus. And as I'm calling Jesus, what happens is, is that your, your, your language and how you're saying Jesus starts to change. And I thank God for him. I am emotional BCU family, because I thank God for it. It starts to change. And as your speech starts to change, you begin to speak in another language. And you can read all about that in Acts chapter two. It happened then, and it's still happening now. And the Holy Ghost is for everyone. And as I, I, I remember being going over to the the other side of the church because they wanted to dismiss the dismiss the the actual service, and I was still going on, uh, still tearing and calling on the name of Jesus. So I they kind of uh, got me to another little place uh, on the other side of the church, and um. As I got there. My friend, Judy was there. And some of the others had come to the other side to just to to support me because when someone is tearing, you want people there that are praying with you that are in the spirit because they want to see you be saved. They want to. They want to witness the miracle of the rebirth. And on Sunday, August 23rd, 1992, I can't tell you exactly what time it was. I know it was sometime probably after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I don't remember what I ate last Tuesday, BCU fam, but I remember that day so clearly. And he filled me and I began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance just like in Acts chapter 2. And I knew at that point that the Lord had entered down in on the inside. And I just spoke and I spoke and I spoke. And at some point, I came out of it. And Trudy just gave me this huge hug. And she just kept hugging me and squeezing me. And she was just so excited for me. And the people that were there were so excited. My mom was there and... And they were just so excited. I believe my dad was at work that day, but my mom was there and, and and some of the others. And it was just, it was an amazing experience. It was amazing. And I felt so good. And I'm like, I am finally saved. I've, I've gotten here. I didn't get the agenda that I wanted to, but the Lord used uh, my agenda and even the young man at the time And two, to let me know that I needed Jesus more than I needed him or anybody else. And he just, he took care of my broken heart. He took care of uh, my heavy feeling. I was no longer this, this, this burdened down person. I now had Jesus down on the inside. And I tell you, it changed my life drastically. So, Um, Oh, my goodness. Lord, I I can still see it. I can still see it. And I thank God for it. So um, from that point, BCU fam, I've been walking with the Lord ever since. Now, I will not tell you all that it has been easy. And I won't tell you all that it's been a a complete bed of roses. I would not be telling you the truth. I wouldn't be because once you are filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, that's when things happen. There were trials and tribulations and situations. And I went through a lot of financial difficulty and, you know, trying to raise my daughter and, you know, loss of jobs and, and all sorts of things along the way. Um, I, but the Lord has blessed me with some beautiful things as well, because you learn to trust God, you learn to call on him, you learn to depend on him. And just because I was raised in church, it didn't, I didn't get a pass. I I had to start as a baby Christian, just like everybody else, and learn the Lord's voice and what to do and how to do things, and believe me, I've bumped my head plenty of times, and I mean plenty of times. I I can think of like maybe four or five times just in the first year, um, probably a little bit more than that, but because of God's loving kindness and his patient character, um, he worked with me and got me to where we are and here as BCU today and if someone has said to me 30 years ago that you would be doing this i i would not have believed it because i did not have any of this in view but God knew. He, he knows us. He knows our potential. He sees us, and uh, he is willing to work with us uh, as long as we want to walk with him, and um, um, I thank God for it. There's more to the story BCU, fam. That was just the Cliff Notes version, but it's the main part of things, and I wanted to make sure that I was that I told you all that, that I I gave you all my testimony. So for those that know the Lord um, and the pardoning of their sins um, and have the Holy Ghost down on the inside, we're going to hold on to Jesus because we can see that things in this world are not getting better, right? And the Lord is soon to come. There are great things that happen here, but we can see overall that with everything that's happening, Matthew 24 reminds us that, you know, when we see these things, I'll look up because our redemption draws nigh. So the Lord is coming back for people who know him um, the way that they're supposed to, and that's Acts 2.38 is the start. For those who may not, for those who haven't gone all the way, because for a long time I hadn't gone all the way. Uh, if you haven't gone all the way, or if you don't know Jesus, now is the time. Today is your day, and you can be filled as well. You can be filled as well. Repent for your sins. Um, All of us sinned. I did. I grew up in church, and I sinned. I did. We all have. And because we've sinned before God, we can just tell the Lord that we are sorry for that, for everything that we've done, uh, and word, thought, and deed to sin against him. And then you want to be baptized, and this is very important, in the name of Jesus Christ. So you want to be immersed in water. So ask the Lord to lead you to a place that will will baptize you uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the scripture goes on to say in Acts 2.38 that you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you read about that happening in Acts chapter 2, prior to verse 38. And all you do, even if you haven't gotten baptized yet, you can repent. If you haven't gotten baptized yet, because this has happened for people too, is that you just call on the name of Jesus. You know, as you're in your car, or at your house, or wherever you are, where there's some privacy, just call on Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And if your heart is sincere and really wants Jesus down the inside, he'll fill you right away. I know people of people that have been filled right away because their hearts were just ready and it doesn't take a lot for your heart to get ready you don't have to do uh,
1: you know 80 things for your heart to be ready all you if your heart is sincere the Lord will fill you right then it's a gift so he's going to give you that gift it's just you know you want to have your heart ready to receive him and say you know what Lord, I'm ready I'm ready for this and he will fill you and if he fills you before you're baptized that's okay too
0: just follow up with the